Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Hi, this is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation, back with another edition of Toka Backstage. It is my extreme honor to have Terry and Chris from the Fenians, right? Yeah. Is that right? Because um, I always want to say Fenians, but it's Athenians, um, who will be performing at our outdoor concerts on the Torino Plaza coming up in uh, on June 20, June 19th, June 19th. Um, at 7 p.m. It's uh, socially distanced, masks are worn, but it's uh, it's an outdoor event, and it's just I am cannot tell you how a excited I am to be able to do live performances again, but b to have you guys performing on this stage because I've worked with you like many, many moons ago in when I was working for Brea, California, doing concerts in the park and you guys always rocked the house down. So to, just to summarize, the Fenians are Irish rock. How would you describe your music? It's really hard to pigeonhole, you know, Chris, but yes, it's, it's Irish. It's, I call it Irish folk rock, if I had to, to name that, because there, there are other bands, especially in the last uh, number of years, the Flogging Molly or, or, or Dropkick Murphy type that are very hard driving, sort of modern punk rock mixed with Irish tunes and melodies. We approach it more from a, um, we're more of a folk band that's been rocked up rather than rock bands that play Irish music, I think, you know, um, I, I think a good catchphrase for us and Chris would probably agree is uh, it's a, a Celtic heart with a rock and roll soul. I like it. And, oh. and so Terry, you are the creator of, of the group or, or is that? You can call me the chief cook and bottle washer. How's that sound? Okay, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Does that work for you? All right, but um, we, uh, we, we, yeah, I, I was, I co-founded the band many, many years ago uh, as a duo. Looks like I'm getting very blurry. Maybe I'll change that. Um, I started it as a as a duo, and not meant to be, uh, you know, a band leader, as it were, or have it be my band, as it were. So I think maybe that I am the, um, I am the only member who's just kind of dumb enough to not quit and just stick around all the time, maybe. <laughs> so I, I'm the, I'm the only original founding member left. Um, but our, the group that's together now for the most part is the, the members of the Fenians that kind of everybody knew that as, as we started becoming popular and growing and playing around the country and starting to play in the United States, which is myself, uh, Chris here, uh, on the drums, uh, AKA the animal, there's any Muppets fans of, of drummers. Uh, they stole that character from him. I totally believe that a hundred percent. And our, and our big baritone guitar player with the wonderful baritone voice, Rob Williams, um, who can sing ballads that'll make you just weep instantly. We still cry listening to him on stage in a good way, <laughs> uh, not in a bad way. And uh, our multi, multi instrumentalist, Tardu Yeyen, who's my favorite Turkish Irish musician in the world, I think. Um, and, and our latest edition, who's, who's been, the new guy has been around three years, right? It's, it's not really a new guy is, uh, David Weeks win. I like to say he's a man so nice. We named him twice. So yes, I'm the founder, but you know, the, I, I think a band, any, any good band, uh, it should be greater than the sum of its parts. And, and I believe the Fenians totally is that. And so, uh, bef before we started, Terry, uh, 
Chris was telling me that he um, he came on board after it had, the group was already in existence. And Chris, you were telling me that you went from a gig you were playing to go see to see them, and you were standing in the back of the room. Tell me more about that. Well, um, this friend of mine that I was doing the gig with um, after the gigs recommended that I go down the street on 17th Street, just uh, about a mile down, and see this Irish band at the Harp Inn called the Fenians. And um, I said, what kind of music they do? They do, they do Irish music. So I have never played Irish music. So I went down and out of curiosity, I stood in the back of the room and I saw them. And uh, boy, I was really toe tapping. I really was because I heard an amalgam of uh, rock, uh, folk, country, even swing music. Unbelievable. And I, I loved Irish music. And the Fenians were my introduction to that. And boy, when I heard they needed a drummer, I, I really wanted to be on board. So I tried to uh, be on my best behavior to do so. <laughs> We're still waiting for him to be on his best behavior, but you know, we'll, we'll work with that. We can deal. <laughs> so, so Terry, why, why Irish music? What was, are, are, did you find your Irish roots or is it just something that's always been inside you? I, I, um, uh, interesting you say always been inside me and I'll, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, I'm the only member of my immediate family born in the United States. So my both of my parents were born and reared in Ireland. Uh, my brother and sister were born across the pond um, and the family emigrated when they were uh, they were three and five or four and six around that area. Um, so I grew up with it in my house. I was the last born. I'm the only one that was eligible to be president and I became a musician instead. Um, <laughs> But uh, which is probably better for the country, um, and uh, um, you know, I I grew up. Irish music was just an integrated part of our household. My father played the Irish uh, whistle, um, and he played the old black flute. So I grew up with him, you know, playing along to eight tracks um, of the Chieftains and the Clancy Brothers, and you know, um, uh, the Wolf Tones and all these trad Irish groups around the house. Went back and forth to Ireland a number of times growing up spent time on my aunt's dairy farm and then we'd go out to the pub and hear music. So Irish music was definitely integrated in me. Um, but when you're 16 and you live in California and you get a guitar, mm. you're not really ready to jump into Irish folk music in 1980, which is, uh, so I, I played in some, uh, early punk bands, um, played in rock and roll bands and, uh, was really kind of banging my head against the wall. And unfortunately my father fell very ill when I was young at 19 years old. And, uh, and uh, it left me really missing that sort of anchor and the, the Irish, um, you know, hearing his Irish brogue and the singing and, and whatnot. And I happened to be at a, at a party. This is a light bulb moment. It was a party of, of a close friend of mine whose father was also from Ireland. And our, our fathers were, were friends. You know, my parents were his older brother's godparents. Now we go back 61 years. These two families go back in Southern California. And, um, and, and, uh, the dad, Mr. Glennon, Peter Glennon, sang a song at this Irish party, and it was a song of immigration called Stancil Hill. Um, and the last line was, I awoke in California, many, California, many miles from Stancil Hill. And it was like a light bulb for me. I went, oh my God, this song is powerful. It's moving. It describes that immigrant experience. It describes my parents' experience. It describes this man's experience. And I'm like, ding, this is what I want to play. This is what's been lacking. This is why you know, it's been a drudge to kind of play music and we're going to make it. We don't make it. And we start a new band and we go, blah, 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 right. And it just said, I'm going to do this just for fun. I just want to learn Irish music. And so I started, I was in my early twenties. Uh, 
and I traded in the electric for an acoustic and I just started learning Irish ballads and it just, you know, like that was the seed and, and the Fenians now are the, are the, I would say the tree, but it's more like the forest. We've just been growing uh, that, you know, that's a long, five years ago. <laughs> um, that's a long time ago, but that was the impetus for me wanting to, to play Irish music. Never in a million years did I think it would be rocked up Irish music with a drum kit and writing original material and, and performing all over the country. Never entered my mind. I just wanted to learn a few Irish ballads because I miss my dad. So that's my story. And, and Chris, are you, uh, is the Irish blood in you as well? It is indeed. Uh, my last name is Pierce. Uh, my my uh, mother was full Irish on both sides of her family, Irish American, of course. And uh, my father was Irish, Welsh, and part English. We don't talk about that bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, one question I always like to ask uh, performers is when when you're performing, what's, what's your goal for the audience? What do you want them to walk away with? Well, I'll tell you what I want them to, to walk away with. I want them to walk away being fully entertained. And I know that's a very big umbrella statement, but I'd also like them to become a little educated um, and learn a little bit about Irish history, about Irish culture uh, and, 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 you know, I want them to walk away thinking, you know, if river dance came around, I could probably join it. You know, I want them to kind of get that feeling of getting up, dancing, clapping their hands, and this is fun, and, and to uh, walk away going, I didn't know that about this bit of history. I didn't know that. What a, what a great, you know, story I heard in one song or two or 10 or, or any of them, but also just walking away feeling like they fully just were like, wow, fun, like, Irish? Is it rock? Is it what is this? And who cares what it is? I'm enjoying this and I want to dance. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I want to sit down and cry to a slow ballad and a sad ballad. So I, I don't think you'll ever find a better example of storytelling in songs than Irish music. And it's not just entertainment, even though we have loads of that. Uh, you, you take each song for its worth. And that worth can change your life or can enrich your life and tell the stories of, of, of people that came before you that maybe their story can be related to your present life. Like like most folk traditions around the world, um, you know, the storytellers, the balladeers, they, they were the, uh, it was the oral history, you know, it was the oral history that passed down the stories of the generations and those that came before. And, and that's so strong in Irish music, so strong. The Shanaki. The Shanaki, the storyteller, yep. Uh, and, and besides doing an, and I, this is all to, to the people listening or watching that your performances are just all out fun, touching, wonderful, just amazing for, and quite frankly, for all ages. Cause I remember the last time I saw you guys was, you know, again, concerts in the park, but we had people ranging from 80 to eight up and dancing and having a good old time. So I, I, I always hesitate to throw rock out there because I, I think sometimes the older set would think just shuts it off saying, well, I don't want rock and roll, but this really is beyond, it's really entertainment. Um, but besides that, you also are doing a 
uh, hosting a trip to Ireland, as I understand. We are. Um, I, I, and I, this, I just throw this out, the caveat out. I, I went to Ireland with my mother, who her, her side of the family is all Irish, Murphy being her last name. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> uh, and we visited some, you know, old places, but I'm now learning more and more about that side of the family. But I, I don't know what it is about Ireland, but it's just the nicest, most welcoming place ever. So tell me about your, I, I'm anxious to hear about your, your trip. We've been doing it for quite a while now, actually. We started taking people over to Ireland in 1998. So that was the last century when you think about it that way, right? Um, so it, it's, um, it's something that it was a, a former member, Brendan, came up with the idea. Um, we were in the Midwest playing, I think it was in Chicago with the Chicago Irish Festival, and another band had done that from New York. And we thought, wow, that would be a really good idea. I wonder if people would go from Southern California because, you know, um, you grow up hearing songs like traditional songs like the Fields of Athen Rye, and you want to see Athen Rye, or, you know, uh, people talk about the, um, the Rose of Tralee. You know, we want to see, go and visit Tralee, and, 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 you know, in Dublin's fair city where the girls are so pretty. And it's like, you know, you want to, you want to, you want those stories to come to life, and they really do when we take folks uh, around Ireland. So, that, that was the, the, the beginning of that, and it just has grown and blossomed and mushroomed to a, uh, you know, we thought it was, might be a one-off deal that we do, but here we are 23 years later. Um, nice. We go every other year, um, and uh, we take now three busloads of, of people with us. So we have in the neighborhood of 120 to 130, give or take. Um, and we show them the sights and the sounds uh, of Ireland, the, the, the place that inspired uh, our music. So as Chris said, you know, it's a, the, the, the music is the oral history, right? It, it kept the traditions and, and going and, and seeing these stories and the actual places where these true stories took place is, is pretty amazing. And you mentioned uh, before, be hesitant to throw out the rock label, uh, not to alienate people. We've had folks on this trip with three generations of one family. You had the, the, the mom and dad or grandparents, uh, you had two of their children and their spouses and grandkids all on this trip. So there's kind of, a, it's kind of a something for everybody trip. And being, you know, you, there's a lot of good ways to see Ireland. Ireland. There's, there's, there's no wrong way to go to Ireland, right? Let's face <laughs> it. Um, so you can, uh, there's self-driving tours. There's some of these other guided tours, but going with the band, there's a, there's a camaraderie where everybody is, you're not just getting on like a Contiki tour and you have to meet the people or you're on a cruise and you meet the folks that you're being seated with for dinner or whatever. A lot of these folks already know each other from the gigs here in, in the States. Mm -hmm. um, and people get to know other people on a much closer level if they've met and become acquaintances or strangers meet. We've had people meet on this trip um, start dating, get married, start a family, and they're married 25 you know, or 20 years later. Um, we've had people use this trip as their honeymoon, come along with, I wouldn't, not sure I would want 120 people along on my honeymoon, but we've had people do it. Um, you know, like I said, we've had three generations of family. And being first generation here with, with you know, um, the only one uh, in my family born in the state, I still have family in Ireland. I have cousins in Ireland. And so we get to see things that are off the beaten path. You know, uh, I'll take you to uh, the ancestral home, the, the house my father grew up in. As a matter of fact, one of the trips a few years ago, 
uh, we wandered by the, the piece of land where my dad grew up um, to show people kind of old rural Ireland. And there was a for sale sign out front of it, amazingly enough. And uh, so I ended up kind of getting it back in the family. And uh, now it's going to be a stop. It's a stop on our trip every time. And and uh, and now it's here. So it's, it's great. We, uh, we, you know, my cousins hop on the bus and ride around with us for a bit, time permitting, you know, and tell some stories. Um, we meet up with local Irish musicians that we've met from either playing in Ireland or met on the Irish festival circuit in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some great nights. We have one particular night here where we're we're going to a um, uh, what what is unfortunately sort of a dying breed of establishment in Ireland. We have a country, a family-owned thatched roof country pub, right? This is in a little village called um, um, Upper Glenmire outside of Cork City. And there's, you know, there's a shop, there's a school and a chapel and a pub. That's about it on this little road um, and, and nothing but farms all around it. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's, we're going to go there for a traditional night with one guy with a guitar who's a uh, local, um, you know, it, it, I look forward to it so much. I, I don't tell my family this, but I, I think I have more fun with the Fenians in Ireland than I do when we're just there as a family vacation. <laughs> but don't tell them that. That's I hope only, we, is that okay to say? It's only natural. It's only natural. Yeah. So, but no, we, it's, um, I, I, I could talk about this for another hour. So I, I should zip it for a little bit, maybe give Chris a, a couple of minutes to talk about his experiences going over and maybe talk about you singing Grace in Kilmainham Jail. That's always a powerful moment. It is indeed singing Grace outside uh, the jail itself, um, which tells a story about Grace Gifford and um, uh, what we do is we, we have the bus or the coach uh, everyone get off the coach, and I tell the story about um, uh, the Kilmainham Jail. Most people here have seen Kilmainham Jail, and they don't even know it. Um, it's it, when you see an old Victorian prison in all these uh, historical films from the 1800s or early 1900s. It's filmed inside of Kilmainham Jail uh, in Dublin. Uh, in the name of the Father was filmed in there. Um, uh, a few others uh, that I've seen. Every time it comes around, and there's some period piece where there's a Victorian prison with the wrought iron and the stone and the, yeah. and I go, Oh, Kilmainham. They filled that and Kilmainham, you know? So the, the story of, uh, uh, of Grace and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Mary Joseph Plunkett is amazing. Amazing. Right. It was from the uh, Easter rebellion of 1916. And that story, you know, they were engaged. He was taken prisoner after the failed rebellion and she was spirited into the jail in the middle of the night so that they could, uh, so that they could be married um, before he was uh, sentenced to be executed in the morning. There was no time for consummation. No, there was uh, no time to share our love. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, uh, amazing story. Amazing story. And then wow. another time I remember on one of our tours uh, when we touched ground in Ireland, um, I came off the plane and our coach driver said, Lord have mercy, ZZ Top just got off the plane. <laughs> Saw me. We often laughed about that. That was Frank Foster, one of our Frank drivers. Foster. Yeah, we laughed about that for years to come. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I hope that's not my group. He said. <laughs> you know, I have to say that when I, when I went with my mother, we went on one of those guided bus tours to the the driver was just exceptional wonderful human being but i, I always i always found that the the best time i had was 
after the majority of the people were in bed and I would like walk the streets, go to these pubs, there'd be music playing, people talking, having a good old time. That's kind of the Ireland I always think is is out there. And it sounds like that's what you guys experience is the real Ireland, not just the little going to see the the breweries and the, the tourist stops. They're, they're sort of the mandatory things. Like if you're visiting Southern California, you want to see the Hollywood sign, you want to go to Disneyland, you know, uh, uh, that sort of Grauman's Chinese, if you're a film buff and et cetera. And we cover all that too. But the joy of this trip is there are days where you're free to explore on your own. And we will give you the little snippets of little places where we like to, you know, go hang out um, or where some, like my cousin's favorite pub is this one. You go over here and they've got a great traditional music session that goes on on a Tuesday night. But you, you, you don't have to be on our coach until it goes to the next city. And heck, we've had a few people miss that if they had a rough night the night before. <laughs> they end up catching up all the time. But um, that's the only time you have to be on any of these set tours to see. You know, we'll see this trip. Uh, we do different routes every time, too. Um, so this trip, they'll see uh, Blarney Castle. They'll see Kinsale, a great seaside village. We'll be in Killarney uh, and see the Ring of Kerry. Um, we'll go down to West Cork and see the Mizzenhead, where we named our record label Mizzenhead Music. Um, it's a spot that was near and dear to my mom's heart being from West Cork. We'll see, we'll see the little house my mom grew up in. We'll see the house my father grew up in. We'll, we'll see all those big sites, but it, you know, a lot of folks, we have a ton of repeat folks. We've gone, this will be our 10th trip, I think yeah. in the 20 years. Um, we have one gentleman who's been on nine of those 10, right? Oh. And he said, I would have been on the first one had I heard of you guys, but I hadn't heard of you guys yet. So you know, there are people where maybe the, the tour coach is going to go to the Cliffs of Moher that day and somebody else is like, nope, we're going to stay in Galway because we want to do that and we want to do that. So it's, it's, it's if your first time or your 10th time to Ireland, there's something for everybody on that trip. Right. And nice. then route uh, to where your destination is for that day, the coach driver gets on the speaker and he tells you of the various other things we'll pass along the way to, uh, to um, explain about the history of uh, the island, and uh, it's it's a good way to be educated. Educated. <laughs> I'll tell you, the coach drivers in Ireland are. It's not you just don't have to to be a tour bus uh, driver or operator. You're you're licensed because tourism is such an important industry in Ireland. You, you, they sit for exams in um, in history, uh, botany. You know, because people ask them, "What flower is that? Is this heather? Is that what's the shamrock look like?" They, they are so knowledgeable. They tell the stories of Irish history and all while driving these giant buses on little roads too. Don't, you know, as Frank used to say, if the mirrors go, the rest will follow. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just amazing their depth and breadth of knowledge um, that they have about the country that they show you around in. And they're passionate about it too. They're great storytellers, Shauna Keys, as you say in Irish. And even some of those stories are even true that they tell. But <laughs> I'm oh, <laughs> I, I do remember that uh, the driver telling us that that was, you know, that he actually had to go to school to, you know, to get a like basically a degree so he could do this as, as a, a living. And you're right. He he knew everything. You had a question. He had an answer for it. Um, so when is the trip? This year, it is uh, October 13th through the 24th. So um, luckily, it was not in 2020. 
We planned that well, didn't we, Chris? We did we indeed. Did 2019. We on that. And uh, so we're going back October 13th through the 24th. And all indications uh, from our uh, travel partners in New York, our travel agency that, that handles the arrangements, as well as the t- Irish Tourist Board and the EU, it looks like everything's going to be open in fall. So it looks like we're, uh, we planned the timing, knock on wood, just right. And, and if somebody wants to get a ticket, they can go to your website? Absolutely. Our website is thephenians.com, T-H-E-F as in Frank, E-N-I-A-N-S.com. We're also on Facebook. You can search for us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I, I get confused because I'm too, I'm, too I'm too old for Snapchat, too young for Life Alert. So I get <laughs> lost a little bit on some of these, uh, these deals, but I'm sure we'll have uh, some more info on and on the Toka site as well. I think we might have a few links. Yeah, we'll put we'll make sure that uh, your information is on here, and and uh, we will. And if nothing else, they can come to your your show, ask you more questions about it. Um, and I've always always been impressed with your merch table because uh, I, I don't know if if you remember this, but and it it. It, it's a moment that stuck with me for these all these years, but I went, you and I were talking at a Brea concert in the park and I said, you have the most fabulous merchandise. And you said, Chris, I'm, I'm a retailer who does music on the side. <laughs> well, that, that always, that always cracked me up. And I always share that story with people who have really bad merch. I said, where's, where's your merchandise? You know, this one guy I know, um so you can get your Fenians t-shirt your cd and sign up for this trip come you know on uh, june 19th at the torino plaza at the cultural arts center um well i am so looking forward to this concert uh and um one of the th- one of the things that toka does besides present these awesome shows like you is we try to mentor and help young uh performers who are coming up and i always like to ask people what what bits of advice would you have to a musician who's just starting out? Well, I'd say learn your craft, learn your craft, um, you know, uh, uh, auto-tune and, um, and recording software can only do so much. I, I personally loathe the process of making a record or an album or recording. I like playing live in front of people. Um, we have five lead singers in our band. Well, four and a half, really, I think, if you think about it, but but um, certainly five backup singers that back each other up. We have four people who sing lead songs um, some multiple times. And our blend of harmony is just get used to playing in your room and recording is great, but getting out in front of people and, and feeling that energy, it really feeds your muse. So I would get out there and really, really practice your craft. And, uh, you know, I always try to dispel, dispel the myth of the starving artist, you know, the starving musician. And that goes back to your, your merchandise. I remember meeting a guy who used to put it on in New York. He'd go, merchandise, 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 he'd always say, you know. And, uh, um, you know, I like eating food and I like living indoors. So, um, <laughs> but I also love performing my craft. So, you know, We're but blessed. yeah, the Casey, the Casey family motto is perverius casus in Latin, which means by any means. So get out there and follow it by any means. You know, there's, there's get your goal and go for it. Don't let, screw the naysayers. Hope I can say screw. The hell with the naysayers. Just just do, follow your heart, follow the news and go for it. Do that. And Chris, what do you, what do you, what'd you say? Well, um, 
I got into music <laughs> uh, from a very early age when I uh, started to play piano at the age of five, and I took lessons till I was 10. And then as the instrument became more percussive, the rhythm started taking over uh, on the piano for me. Uh, and so I said, I've got to check this other side out. And so uh, that's when I picked up the drumsticks and started to play. And then I saw Ringo on the Ed Sullivan show and he was having a blast, an incredible blast. And I said, well, I've got to check this all out. And, and, and I, that's, I've just played all my life and uh, played all different kinds of musics. And I find a joy, a physical release that's just incredible when I play, even to this day. Awesome. That's great. Well, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time. I certainly do appreciate it. Um, and I will, uh, I will look forward to seeing you soon. And I will definitely make sure we get the word out about your trip. Um, I'm just got to have a chat with my wife because I sure the hell would like to go. Oh, I think we would that love would to have you. Oh, boy, <laughs> we would love to have you. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank, thank you, Chris. Chris. We'll see you on uh, June 19th. All the best.